Welcome to Lionheart Podcast. Happy Wednesday in the Word, guys. This is the last chapter in the book of James, James chapter 5. I'm probably going to be doing it in two parts because there's some, you know, a lot of different things to cover and I want to make sure we get through it all. Um, I'm praying on the next book we will study. If you have any input, thoughts, comments, please email me, lionheartpodcasts at gmail.com. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the book of James. We ask that you just give us insight and wisdom into it and that we would be applying it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. James chapter 5. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You've heaped up treasure in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have murdered the just. He does not resist you. Okay, so this is some serious few verses here against the rich that have been wicked, the rich that have, you know, loved money more than God, more than anything, more than other people. Um, And, you know, I think of this with this verse, few verses, I think of, where God says that vengeance is his, says the Lord, right? Because God can only pay back these kind of people. We can't, we shouldn't. God has to take care of this kind of situation, these kind of people. And this is what he's saying here, like, almost like a warning. Like, like this is going to happen. This is going to be solved because you have hurt people, you've done wrong, and, you know, basically there's no hope for you, you know, um, if you live your life like that. And it's, it's very, it's actually, it's very, very sad. Um, but it's a lesson that, you know, for one, of course, if you're somebody who's like this, to turn your life around um, and get right with God. But also if you're somebody who is being oppressed, um, that is being hurt by people like this, to be prayerful, to cry out to God, because we should not be trying to be revengeful. We shouldn't be trying to get people back, but just trusting God to take care of everything. And he will. So let's continue on to verse 7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So just in this few verses, and then the ones before, they're both talking about how God is coming soon, right? He's at the door. He's, the Lord is at hand, right? So we we need to be aware that God is is telling us that the time is short and that he is coming soon. And just, you know, I like this analogy of like the farmer, because if you've ever gardened, you know that like when you plant something, whether it's a flower or fruit or vegetable, it's like your baby. (laughs) You, you're really like watching it, wanting to see it grow, trying to take care of it. You're hopeful. You're, you're going out there and checking on it. Did it sprout? Did it flower? Did it start to turn into that vegetable or that fruit? Is it getting too much sun, too much rain? Um, and in the same way, we should be looking out for God. We should be knowing the times and the seasons. We should be establishing our hearts before him, um, being ready, being prepared, being hopeful, being watchful. 
So it's a really, it's a really neat analogy. Now let's go to verse nine. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Okay, so it's for me, unfortunately, I struggle with grumbling and complaining a little bit. <laughs> as a mom, as a mom who's home with four kids and who homeschools, you know, and just life is so crazy with different things, but it's not fruitful. It's not good. Um, and specifically, this is talking about like when you're grumbling against like about people, um, it's definitely not helping you. It's definitely not helping the person. God is not happy about it. It's not solving any issues. It just makes you feel ugh. So we need to be aware of not grumbling. Um, and you know, just, just being aware of our words in general, you know, and we know that that's filled, you know, James, the book of James talks about that a lot, but grumbling, we definitely don't want to be doing that as believers. Um, and again, we're, you know, it's, we're talking about how the Lord is, is compassionate and merciful, you know, God. Okay. So with Job, right. Job went through this horrible time where I'm sure the grumbling and complaining, you know, could have been every day, all day, you know? Um, but God had a different plan, right? He went through this hard time where it's talking about that we need to endure, right? We need to suffer and have patience, right? That's kind of just part of the deal as a believer. In this life, we have to endure. But the ending is beautiful. If you love God, if you're faithful to God, if you've, if you've been walking with God, it is so worth it. And the ending is an amazing ending. So I think it's, even though it's so hard when you're suffering um, and you're enduring something painful, right? But when you have that perseverance, it is an awesome, awesome ending. And you will have eternity with God where you won't have to deal with any of that. So uh, let's go on to verse 12. And then I think after verse 12, I'm going to stop um, because the next, you know, part, a few parts of scripture, they have some things in it that I want to kind of bounce off of you guys. And that could be a little bit of a question. Um, so I want to just stop at verse 12. So, but above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. So I think it's interesting that it says above all. So we just went over some really important things, right? But it's saying above all, not to do those things, not to swear, right? Not to, not to make an oath and not keep it, not to say yes and then it be a no and then no and then it be a yes. Um, and at first when I was talking to my husband, I was thinking about it with people. Like if you said to your friend, oh yeah, I'll come over tomorrow and I'll help you pack your house up, you know, for moving. And then you don't go, you don't show up. Well, now you just made it easy for that person to judge you. You just made it an open door for that person. Um, but more importantly, with God, right? We should not be making an oath to God, swearing to God, telling God we're going to do something and not, not do it. Um, we lied, you know, we were um, being deceiving, you know. Um, for example, let's say you, you know, you tell God, I'm going to go over to my friend's house tomorrow and I'm going to tell her about you and I'm going to witness, I'm going to share, you know, the gospel. And then you don't. That is not good. We don't want to be doing that. We don't want to be making promises like that and not keeping them. I think instead we can be, you know, 
in, in a different mindset of like praying, like, God, I really want to be doing this. I want to try to do this. Can you help me to do this? Holy Spirit, help me. You know, I want to talk to her about, the, you know, things like that. Instead of being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's a very definite way of talking. Um, and I can struggle with that sometimes with like, not with God, but with, with like situations like, oh no, that definitely is not that way. Oh, it's not like that. Uh, <laughs> but we really want to not talk like that because it, it you know, we can't be so sure of ourselves and sure of things um, because in reality, we mess up. We don't keep our word, you know, things, situations change. So we got to be aware of that and not making oaths and promises and swearing to God. So I hope that you got something from this, you know, little part of James chapter five. We will continue it next week. And please share the podcast with anybody who is hungry for God, wanting to learn about God, wanting to learn about the Bible, study the Bible, don't know where to start. Maybe they're looking for more devotional time, uh, whatever it be. Please pass it along and God bless you guys. I hope you have a good rest of the week.